fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And we are deep in our coverage of Cozy Mystery Month for September. So cozy. <laughs> Over here on Fully Booked. At the time that we're recording this, it's still pretty hot, unfortunately, so I'm like not wearing like a big cozy sweater, but just pretend that I am. It's okay. We're cozying up with squishmallows. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. It's do. our version of that when it's hot and you're yeah. not wearing a sweater. This yeah. is what we're doing. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> to, to sort of just, you know, make up for that to compensate for the lack of, of sweater involved. Yeah. <laughs> um, but today we're going to be talking about uh, specifically cozy mysteries that involve food in some way, shape, mm. or form. Like, <laughs> why are there so many of them? That are revolving around food. Oh my goodness. Or that, like a big chunk of the has story to, yeah, it is has taken to, up by food. It has to do with food in yeah. some way, shape, or form at some point. Um, because let me tell you, there are so Yeah, you found like many. the whole like, sub-genre of it. Oh yeah, but, uh, but within Cozy Mystery, it's so easy to do that I because know. there are so many of them to begin with. Anyway, of course. We're going to we'll get into it. We're going to get into it and talk about it, but before we get started with all of that, Shireen, what's on your nightstand right now? Well, um, I'm about to start the St. <laughs> St. Ambrose School for Girls. Um, it's one that I just kind of didn't do any research on. I walked past it in a bookstore and I was like, okay, cool. We'll give it a try. Yeah. It's like, uh, I think it's described as like mean girls meets like some witchy thing. Oh, wow. So I'm like, all right, like we'll give it a shot. Like I'm not sure what to expect, but uh, it looks kind of spooky, kind of young adulty. Right. So. We're going to give it a go. Oh, there you go. What about you, Megan? Um, I actually had forgotten that I did this because I go through the number of like rom-coms during like the summer months yeah. and stuff that I go through is just like astronomical because it takes you about 20 seconds to Pretty get much. through one generally. Yeah. So I actually had found like a little discounted thing for ebook co- an ebook copy of It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey and oh, yeah. the sequel, Hook, Line, and Sinker. Right. Um, so I read both of them. Okay. Just because I was like, okay, you know what? May as well just get both yeah. and read both of them. So I did. They were re- they were fun. You yeah. know, they're really cute. They're fun. Yeah. It's like the small town aspect of it is always characters good. Characters are quirky. The characters are quirky and they're like f- like funny. I like the relationship between the sisters a lot. Yeah, it's really it's good. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was just a fun time because yeah. it, it goes by really quickly and you're just like, you finish it and you're like, oh, that was nice. Yeah, it's like an episode of like a nice show yeah. or something. <laughs> you have yeah. a good time with it and you're like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, I read it happened one summer too and it's yeah, cute. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's let's take it down to the cozy mystery side of things and let's let's talk about some culinary cozy mysteries. <laughs> culinary cozy mystery. You know, it's like a whole subgenre. <laughs> That's what I've seen it I called. I <laughs> I was sitting there thinking about like, you know, any movies that I've seen recently that sure. would fall into this. The only thing that came to mind is the menu, and it obviously is not a cozy mystery, <laughs> but it's to do with food. And I was like, huh, no, no. You're like, ooh, yeah, yeah. not that one, not that one. <laughs> yeah, actually, I recently saw a film that's like very reminiscent of the menu yeah. at a film festival not too too long ago that has like vibes of it yeah. that are similar um called uh oh god what is it called what, what you, you wish, wish for, for. yeah so fun yeah. so cleverly written so good the like the characters were great um the tension was really good there are a couple of like really legitimate moments of like proper surprise that you're yeah. like oh fuck okay um that like really jar you but like a really good tense thriller that like yeah. stresses you out a bit while like while you're watching it but everyone does such a good job and there are so many moments of like 
uncomfortable comedy sprinkled yeah. into it that you're like, oh no. <laughs> that was um, how I felt about the menu. It was so good. Yeah, like, that's it. Like, it's oh dear. <laughs> got got a lot of vibes of that, but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm just digressing because I had a good time with my film festival <laughs> viewing. <Fair> so <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So culinary cozy mysteries are kind of their own subgenre within that genre. Honestly, like the number of times, because it's one of those things we were talking about this before we started recording, but like, you know, you were saying you were like, yeah, you've like, I've found uh, like pretty much all of them, like all of the ones that you could have, which I'm sure that I haven't because there are so many, but I think the thing is it would be impossible to enjoy cozy mysteries the way that I do for the fun of them and not have read several that are specifically, that specifically revolve around like food and beverage in some way, shape or form. But it's also like when you think cozy, you think like what you were saying earlier about a big sweater, but you also think like a cup of tea or a nice cup of coffee. Yes. Or with, like a cake. With like a cake. Yeah. yeah. Like, with like a scone. Yeah. Or like a little piece of coffee cake or something. Or like a roast dinner on a Sunday. Yeah, that's it. You know, like Fruit some tea. When yeah. you, like, you know, like my memories of stuff like that are like, let's say when I was young, um, like when I was still in school uh and I would come home from school at the end of the day you know and it was when you're hitting like that like crisp fall into winter weather and you come home and your mom's making dinner and it just like smells good when you come into the house because it's warmer because like the windows are all closed and everything in there and everything just like smells like the food that she's cooking yeah it's that yeah it's that like nostalgia that you have definitely for that I find that create like that cozy atmosphere for you because it brings you back to a time when you were younger and you remember things like this and you associate it with that so often. And I think that when I'm reading a cozy mystery and very often the protagonist in these like culinary ones is someone who is involved in the food or beverage aspect of it. So they work somewhere, uh, own a bakery or a restaurant, or they work in a restaurant with their family Mm. or whatever the situation might be. I find that when that happens, it gives you your own sense of nostalgia. So it just adds an additional cozy element to that story. It's true. It really is. Um, Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I just think like, you know, when I think cozy, whether it be mystery, but for sure mystery, we think fall. I mean, that's why we're doing it at this time of year. And to your point, fall, you think of all like the warm and like you think of stews and you think of like things that are going to keep you nice and warm and cozy on the inside, you know? Exactly. And so, and like, you know, you think of... um, mysteries you know I was thinking about um we talked about it last time but Miss Marple like Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of the plot points in her stories she stops and she has like afternoon tea of course or it even gets used as like a plot device in many it must it must do I haven't I will cop to not having read very many Miss Marple mysteries I've read more Poirot I find of her stuff um, but I'm, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. Like you're talking like small town, English countryside. Yeah. She's obviously stopping places for food or at like the bakeries that exist mm-hmm. there and things like that. And I'm sure that at some point in some of those stories, someone who died or whatever, like whatever mystery she's solving, have something to do with that aspect yeah. of things as well. And I, cause I think that's what it is. I think it's just the perfect combination for it. Like yeah. if I think of something that's been become popular like in the cozy mystery sphere for instance in the past like three four years there is um the tita rosie mysteries which i've read two of them uh they follow a protagonist named lila Mm. 
she's Filipina and she's moved back home with her family after like a really nasty breakup. Mm. And she works with her Tita Rosie in her restaurant, which is like really struggling to stay afloat. And mm. there's so much talk throughout the course of the stories. I read the first, like I said, I read the first two for the time being, and I think I picked up the third one not long ago. Um, there's so much talk about that's it traditional recipes from the Philippines and how they're making mm. them and everything. And it just like draws you in in a really interesting way. Yeah. And you like, I find like, you know, you get more attached to the characters because they're talking about like, that's it. This is like a recipe that I've, you know, they've been making since they were kids and mm. stuff. And this is something that they, you know, she was doing with her mom and everything. And you yeah. get really like tied into the cultural aspect mm. that comes along with that. And those have been, those have been very popular. Those like that particular series, I know gained a lot of popularity when it was first published. Um, so those are, that's like a really good sort of example of them. Um, there's a series that I've read, oh my God, probably like four or five of the books. And I'm sure that there are more. Cause this is another thing I find with cozy mysteries in general, as well is that it's really easy to kind of leave them for a while and come back to them. Yeah. Cause there's, they're like episodes in a mystery show. Yeah. Like, you don't always no have to even continuity between you like know? there can be, but I find even sometimes if I've missed one in between, it really it's matter. not really the end yeah. of the world. Like if I read book two and then I accidentally read book four after yeah. that, like eh, yeah. it's not yeah. the end of the world, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, there's another one. I forget what the actual series is called. It's by an author, I think named Bailey Cates. And it's a, um, it's one that ties in like cozy mystery, food and magic oh it's everything yeah we just had to go like that extra distance basically wait hang on i'm gonna find out what this is called okay yes it's called the magical bakery mysteries and that's it it's a woman who's um that's it moved to savannah with i think it's i believe it's her aunt if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. and stuff and she's decided to that's it open a bakery there she's working as a bakery in a bigger city but of course she's moved to a smaller area now Mm -hmm. and she's opening a bakery but she also that's it her family are witches basically and she's kind of discovered sort of like what her powers are and also that like the power that she has she can kind of feed some of her magic into the baked goods that she's making and it can um, help people who are coming in, look like you know, who are struggling with certain things yeah. and whatever. So that becomes like an entire oh, aspect cute. of the story itself. Yeah. But those are also, I find, like a really good, a really good example of that kind of thing. I know there are a good number that are like tea shop ones. Laura Childs has like specifically like tea shop mysteries. Death by Darjeeling. Yeah, that's the first book. I have it. I have it. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I should probably read it this year, honestly. <laughs> Uh, but those are like the tea shop mysteries are big ones as well. That happens. I find pretty regularly too, that you get someone who has like a coffee shop or a tea shop, because again, there's an element of cozy there that you wouldn't otherwise have. And I wonder like, you know, we talk about these cozy mysteries and I wonder if like not having the food and beverage portion impacts the level of coziness that you're experiencing in this mystery maybe you know maybe it does to an extent because look i'm looking at another one too um there's uh there are also some that go off of like they go off i guess the regular track of it a little bit like there's one 
series by um, Deborah Senefelder. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, but they're a cozy mystery series about a food blogger. Right. So, but I, and I feel like even if you were to do something like that, it still adds that little element yeah. back into, you know, what you're doing. Um, there are, there's the, uh, MC Beaton series there that's a take on Agatha Christie stuff like Miss Marble stuff because the main character's name is Agatha Raisin <laughs> yeah very nice which again like yeah. in England and I if I'm not mistaken like in like the first book for instance she like she's moved to that small area and she enters like a baking competition yeah. or something like that you know there are those ones there are the Hannah Swenson mysteries which are that which sounds familiar yeah well those were literally turned into a whole series of movies on hallmark okay. called murder she baked yeah yeah yeah. and they've got like murder she yeah baked. and again it's a woman who owns a bakery in a small area yeah. named hannah and she just again it's one of those random happenstances she stumbles upon yeah. uh you know a death in the first and book it's up to her and to it's up to her to kind of figure it. out yeah. how it is and you know those are that one I find the Hannah Swenson ones are a good um example of like sort of the culinary mysteries but like the formulaic kind of cozy mystery aspect mm. of it too in the sense that like she stumbles upon this without really meaning to mm. decide she's going to look into it and figure out what's going on uh has a at the beginning contentious relationship with a new detective who mm -hmm. has moved to town who's mm -hmm. you know in charge of the investigation which of course then kind of develops into more of a relationship between the two of them they're actually you know at the movies I think I've I think I've watched most of them just at different times they're actually cute like yeah yeah they're like they're fun ones you get into like the characters and stuff and you're like yeah sure why not like it's they're easy well it also like there's also that element of like romance that comes in right? of course and we talked about that you know that with cozy mysteries sometimes or many times it does lead to like a romantic like twist that happened not even a twist but like you know kind of like an evolution of a romantic yep. uh, relationship but again with the coziness like it's almost like uh sorry with the food it's like you're you're already on the way yes as soon as, you, as you've got this food element because like people, people eat. like food. People a lot like of people food. like food, us Everybody included. Food. <laughs> so it's like you know, you're just already immersed in it, and then all the characters are kind of centered around this like food, mm -hmm. you know, factor in the story. And yeah, it, because it kind of unites them a little bit more. Exactly, you know? because they um, either like the like murder, let's say, has taken place there. Yeah. Or the people who are involved in it have that's at some sort of restaurant, or yeah. something's happened in a closed setting at like a competition, like a food right. competition or something, or at um, a market of some kind. And so, yeah. like everything has to do with why the people are there, and the vast majority of the time, the people are there because of the food. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that you get in these a lot too, I've noticed anyway, with the ones that I've picked up, is that uh, very often. Particularly, I find for like the baking ones, like the ones that have to do with baking specifically, um, the author will very often include, because they'll talk about, you know, the different stuff that they're making throughout the course yeah. of the story. And very often you get recipes at the end of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Which is something that you it's can. It's very cute. It's cute because it gives a little, it's almost like a little interactive aspect it of is. it where they're like, yeah. we, we weren't making this up. You can actually make this. You can this. make them. And then you can like sit there and eat the thing while you read your, read your story and you really feel like you're there. Exactly. And I think because, again, another thing that works so well with Cozy Mysteries that way too is that um, because the person who's the lead, generally speaking, who's looking into these is not 
a member of law enforcement in any way, they are often like that's, it lends itself really well to the mystery aspect of things because there are a lot of red herrings Mm. along the way. There are a lot of fake outs of like, oh, I definitely think it's this person, but then it turns out that it isn't and they're surprised and they don't know what to do with it. Uh, Those are, so those are like a really, like those are always a good, I guess, extra element to add to it because since this person's, like, I have no background in law enforcement. Mm. I don't know this. I don't know that. <laughs> but I know how to bake. But I know how to bake. <laughs> yeah. or I know how to do this. Or I know yeah. how to do that kind of thing. Well, I mean, it's always funny, too, because I find that works w- very well for them a lot. Because I think in the Hannah Swenson one, sometimes if she's trying to get more information, she will go to the police station, like, with some of her stuff and oh, be like, well, there you hey, go. guys, I'm just dropping <laughs> like some of this off. It's like a transactional thing, right? Like, if I give you some food, then you'll give me some information. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Cute. Exactly. But I really... I don't know. I appreciate those aspects of it. And I think that, I think that might be what it is at the end of the day. It's just cozy. It it also kind of brings you to the setting. Like even like if you remove the mystery aspect of it, like think about, um, any like sitcoms that you love, uh, where, you know, there's tons and tons of episodes of the sitcom. Like I'm thinking friends, Gilmore girls, Seinfeld, um, I don't know if Seinfeld's a sitcom, but you know what I mean? No, um, it is. It, it is. is. Yeah. yeah. Situational um, comedy. It's whatever. Yeah. But like all of these shows that are so iconic that we tend to watch over and over and over yeah. again, the main setting is, is often a it's coffee true. shop or a restaurant or a yes. bakery or a diner or Friends. something. Friends is a coffee shop. Uh, Seinfeld is in a diner. Gilmore Girls is in a diner. Is in a diner as well. So you have this food setting that like unites all the characters and it's like this one like meeting point. Yep. And it's, there's like the familiarity that it creates for you as a viewer. And it's the same thing when you're reading one of some of these types of books is that the familiarity that it creates for you and... A, like a, an author, like a good author who does a good job with these types of stories does go that extra distance to be like, oh, like, you know, like to explain the process of the person who's making the food yeah. or baking something or creating something and the descriptions that they use for it because you feel like you're there, there you're and smelling you're, it, you're yeah, enjoying it. You're yeah. making it yourself. You're yeah. like experiencing it in some way, shape or form. Yeah. It's true. It does give a little... It really makes you feel like you're at home, like in this story. Yeah, that's it. It gives you a spot because, it again, it's not someone's house. No. It's a public place where others can come in. So, yeah, like I think that that, like the adding of the food element removes any level of scary in the story. Oh, God, yeah. Because, I mean, cozy mysteries, as a general rule. Yeah, they're not scary. They're, no. They, they're, you can always tell that no matter what, even when there are, like, slightly more serious things going on, like murders and stuff like that, there's just an element of low stakes. Yep. Yep. In a cozy mystery the majority of the time. Mm -hmm. That I, which is weird because, like, you know, I've read some where, like, the main character is considered a suspect for a period of time. And things of that sort. I'm pretty sure in the Tita Rosie mysteries, the first one's called Arsenic and Adobo. And yeah, yeah, and I think that in that first one, if I'm not mistaken, um, 
the person who dies, I think it's her ex-boyfriend, the person who dies, dies in the restaurant right after he's oh, eaten wow. some of the food. So it's like her and her family are suspected yeah. because how could they not be, right? right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, so, and he drops dead, like, immediately after having wow. eaten there. So, you know, so there's, like, an element of that. But it's weird because I find that, I don't know, it's just the way that they're, the vibe of them and the way that they're written, you're just, you're never, like, if you're somebody who's very squeamish, for instance, or who really doesn't, like the feeling of like a thriller where like yeah. you're kind of like you're like nervous and there's a lot of tension in it. Cozy mysteries are just a really great way to go about it yeah. because you don't have to like feel that way where even, you know, you're invested in the character, you're invested in the story, but you're not like heart palpitations are yeah. not happening. <laughs> like you're not you're having like, I'm just going to sit back and eat a scone. While yeah, that's happening. it. And really, like, you know, and there I find that cozy mysteries are up there with like rom-coms in that mm-hmm. sense like I can read them in a very short period of time I have a good time with them mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if I come back to them right away or if I wait several months in between I always like they're always just an enjoyable yeah. sort of way to spend like an afternoon or something particularly that's it when we're getting into September mm-hmm. and you know, the weather starts to change. It's a little bit chillier. I like to go and read like on my balcony when I can and stuff for a period of time. Like it's nice. And there's just something, there's something about that. There's something about a chill in the air in general that just makes me be like, oh, you know what I could use is like a little, a little mystery right now just to like, just to change things (laughs) up a bit. Well, you never know what the winter is going to bring. So I guess the weather in itself is mysterious. Is mysterious. It sure is around here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we never know what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but do you guys read a lot of cozy mysteries? Are there any like, you know, specific like culinary ones that you've read that you really enjoy? Um, you can let us know about that over on Instagram or on threads at fully booked CA. You can also check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. But until next week, guys, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone.